Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode nine. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. If you've listened to episode five, you know that I recommend starting your decluttering journey in an unemotional, non-sentimental place where you can make the easiest decisions. Your car, your bathrooms, even your laundry room may be good places to start. But once you are done with these easier areas and have decluttered all of the low-hanging fruit, as I like to say, you may find yourself getting stuck with items in other areas of your home. Over the next few weeks, we are going to talk about some of the most common decluttering roadblocks and how to overcome them. And on today's podcast, we're starting with the one I hear the most often. I can't get rid of this because I paid so much for it. Chances are, if you look around your home, you can find several items that fall into that category. Perhaps it's a kitchen gadget or appliance that you intended to use, but it's been sitting in a drawer or cabinet untouched. Or a designer handbag that really wasn't your style to begin with, but because it's a brand name, you feel like you should hold on to it. Or perhaps it's a gift from someone else, jewelry you got for Mother's Day that you know your spouse spent a lot of money on, but it doesn't quite fit into your day-to-day uniform of leggings and a mom bun. How do we overcome the roadblock of telling ourselves we, or someone else, paid so much money so we can't possibly let something go? I have three tips I'd love to share with you, friend. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Before we dive into these three tips, I want to say thank you for everyone who has left a rating and written review on Apple Podcasts. I'm a newbie in this podcasting world, but I'm learning how important they are to others finding out about the podcast. Today, I'd like to read a review from AZ Chell. I began listening to this show when I was decluttering and deep cleaning for motivation, and now it feels like a friend beside me cheering me on and offering tips during the process. I look forward to it every week, even though I binged all the episodes while folding mountains of laundry one afternoon and have listened to some episodes multiple times now. AZ Chell, thank you so much for taking the time to write a review. I am very thankful to be here cheering you and all the listeners on when you're doing laundry, cleaning the house, driving in the car, or wherever you listen. For the month of November, if you leave a rating and written review in Apple Podcasts, five stars are my favorite, you can probably guess, Take a screenshot of it and send it to me at Simple by Emmy, either on Instagram or Facebook, and you will be entered in a drawing for a decluttering book of your choice, audiobook, ebook, or hard copy. 
and I have some recommendations if you need them. Check out the show notes today for more information. Okay, so let's start with tip number one. When you buy something, you pay for it once with your hard-earned money. But if it's clutter, you don't have to keep paying for it with your precious resources of time and attention. When we buy something, we likely think of the value as being what we bought it for or the retail value if we bought it on sale. But as we talked about last week in episode eight, stuff is not neutral. It takes time to clean, maintain, to figure out where it lives and what we want to do with it. So the value of something we don't use is, if you think about it, depreciating because we keep having to take care of it without getting anything in return. It's like a freeloading roommate living in our home. So instead of thinking about the retail value of something, think about how much your hourly rate is. If you're working, you have a good sense of what that is. If you're not working, think about what you would pay for hourly childcare and double it. Every hour of your time spent taking care of your clutter is worth that amount. If I say an hour of my time is worth $50, then if I'm holding on to something I paid $50 for that I never use, but I spend so much money on it, I'm not getting anything back in return. In fact, it will be a negative return on investment as soon as I spend more than an hour taking care of it. Hopefully that empowers you to recognize the value of your time is worth more than the value of your clutter. But if not, let's move on to tip number two. When it comes to clutter, the monetary value of something is only the amount that someone is willing to pay for it in a secondhand marketplace. Back in episode four, we talked about something called the endowment effect. This is when we automatically give something more value simply because we own it. There's also something called the mere exposure effect, which is similar. We give things more value because we are regularly exposed to them. Because of this, when we know something is clutter, but tell ourselves we paid so much for it, we may be inflating its worth simply because we own it. If you are holding on to something because of how much you paid for it, do a quick search on Facebook Marketplace or eBay and see what people are actually selling it for. Perhaps you think that a Banana Republic dress that you can't seem to part with would be worth $75, but when you check secondhand sites such as Facebook Marketplace, ThreadUp, Poshmark, or others, that same brand and style is being sold for $25. I highly recommend that early in your decluttering journey, you come up with a selling threshold, the minimum amount that you would sell something for on Facebook Marketplace or somewhere else. For me, I try to stick with $50, which is what I see as being about an hour of my time. Think about it. You have to post the item, have the picture of it, follow up with interested people, some of whom are pretty flaky, arrange pickup or shipping, and so forth. If my research is telling me that the item I have can't be sold in the secondhand marketplace for $50 or more, Then if I'm trying to sell it, I'm actually losing money. So instead I gift it to my local buy nothing group or a donation center. Of course, I'm not allergic to money and it is tempting to sell things for $5 here or $10 there. You do what works best for you. But when you're trying to preserve your time and energy for what matters, spending all your time on Facebook marketplace is not the best option. Okay. We've made it to tip number three. 
This goes back to the heart-to-heart we had last week, Mama. You are worth more than what you ever paid for the stuff in your home. I will continue to shout it from the rooftops. Think about one thing that you refuse to part with because of how much you paid for it. How much is it worth to you? Now, how much is your physical health worth? Your mental and emotional health? Your time? Your energy? How much is time with your kids worth? How much is their physical and emotional health worth? It is worth far, far more than the item you are thinking of. When we get so fixated on monetary value, we forget the priceless value of what's most important, the value of what clutter is stealing from us each and every day. So to recap, when you can't let go of something because of how much you paid and its perceived monetary value, remember these three tips. Number one, you don't need to keep paying for the things you don't need anymore with your time, attention, and other precious resources. Number two, the monetary value of something in the secondhand market is likely far less than the value you assign to it, which may help you in letting go. Number three, your health, your family, and the life that you want is worth far more than the monetary value of any clutter you are holding on to. Your clutter is literally blocking you from the life that you deserve. So get it out of the way and move on. I hope this episode blessed you. If so, please share it with a friend and feel free to join our free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm. Next week, we'll be talking about another common roadblock for letting go of clutter. When clutter is kept for our aspirational self rather than our real self. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.